Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Nights Podcast. My name is Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And, dude, I was actually thinking about, like, a new opening. Okay. I was thinking about going, hello, everyone, welcome, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. All right, we're going to do that from now on. Or, like, in this is the Movie Nights Podcast, something like that. Yeah, that works. All right, cool. I mean, break tradition break tradition that's cool too yeah right we we gotta pull the protestants you know of course move to a new land start something new fuck it up why not the start of something new. anyway please don't sue me disney anyway uh welcome uh to the, right now let's go right you know away with some box office shit what do you think opened number one super bowl weekend what opened this? Did anything open this weekend? Ms. Bala opened, and I think that's the only major release that opened. So. And and they shall not grow old. The documentary for like yeah. had its first like worldwide open, I okay. believe. Um, are we talking domestic box office or just? Worldwide? Yeah, dom- domestic box. Like what won last weekend? Probably, honestly, the kid who would be king would be my guess. Yeah, you think so? Mm-hmm. Well, I realized the mic was never on you. So what, what would you say? Uh, probably the kid would be king. Probably took the top place for box office. False. That came in seventh. Oh. And it's not making any money, and that's unfortunate because it's actually a really cute movie, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, number one was Glass. Really? Yeah, it's still making dollars. That's interesting, especially since a lot of people don't like it. But you know, hey, make that money. It was made for a budget of twenty, and it's made eighty-eight so far. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, coming at second was The Upside. Really? Yes. Third was Miss Bala. Fourth was Aquaman. And fifth was Spider-Verse. All above. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Especially since a lot of these movies have been out since beginning of January. Yeah. And Aquaman since... And Spider-Man into Decem- uh, from December. Yeah. So it's interesting that those are still like getting top five. Yeah. And fifth above A Kid Who Be King was the re-release of Green Book. Okay. That got above The Kid Would Be King. Wow. Yeah. And uh, They Shall Not Grow Old came in at number 10. I just figured I'd point that out since it's a newer release. But anyways, hopefully we could see that sometime soon. Yeah. Um, we have some cool stuff to share. Uh, before we get into like the main topics, Ryan and I are very fortunate on Wednesday. So we're recording this Monday. It airs Tuesday. So tomorrow for you guys, we're going to be seeing... Alita Battle Angel, like a whole 10 days early, something like that. You yeah. excited about that, Ryan? I'm very excited. I'm a big Robert Rodriguez fan, mm-hmm. and with James Cameron you know, producing it, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've seen some reviews, and some people are kind of split. Um, I think on Rotten Tomatoes... Yeah, I think it's like 50-something. Like yeah, it started, out, it started out at, like in the low 20s, and I was kind of um, upset with that. Because I was looking forward to this movie, especially since it was supposed to come out in December, and then they were smart and pushed it back to um, February. Yeah, that was very smart of them. But uh, now it's up in the 50s. I'm pulling it up right now to get an accurate score. Um, yeah, uh, no worries. My, my only concern is, like, usually, like, reviews to a movie don't hinder, like, my wanting to see it too, too much. Mm-hmm. But I follow certain film critics. And the certain film critics that I follow, the consensus has not been good with them. 
But I've disagreed with them before, so I'm going to go in with an open mind. And it's an early screening, so I like that regardless. Yeah. But very excited about that. So, yes. So, anyway, what did the score turn out to be right now? It actually went up from the last time I saw it. It's at 58%, which it's almost going to push that fresh. It's it's one of those... um, I love going to see 50-50 movies because then you really kind of get to make up your own mind. Yeah. And there are some 50-50 movies that I think are really bad, like Escape Room. And there are some... Is that really like 50-50? Yeah, where you look... I think it is. Look it up. Maybe it dropped a lot, but I'm pretty sure it was at 50-something. Oops, that's the 2017. I don't want the 2017. But anyway, a movie that I think is excellent, like actual really good like Oscar caliber movie mm-hmm. that was in the 50s was The Accountant. Really? That was in the 50s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love that movie. And Escape Room is Dead 50, yeah. So, yeah. so see, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Um, Speaking of Rotten Tomato uh, scores, there's one movie I really want to bring up. It's Cold Pursuit. It is sitting at a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. How many reviews? Um, 25 critic reviews. Yeah, and that, that movie does look... Re- like It looked batshit, but I mean, apparently it's good. So I, I, we're seeing it Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday for sure. Yeah, so we'll talk about it on the show next week. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But that's just a movie, you know, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I'm seeing a lot of movies this week because I'm behind. I'm, I'm going to see... Tomorrow, I'm going to go see Serenity. Wednesday, um, I might see Ms. Bala. Okay. It just depends. Yeah. And then Thursday, we're going to go see um, Cold Pursuit. Yeah. So it's going to be it's gonna be a fun movie week for me. Um, anyway, we're going to go into some of the stories. It's, it's not much today, so it's not going to be a very long episode. But... Um, uh, mostly DC movie-related news. Like a lot of information has been coming out about their new stuff. At least they're finally starting to get their shit together and get a plan as to, like, okay, this is actually what's happening right now. Even though they didn't mention stuff they mentioned previously, which we'll also talk about. Mm-hmm. First thing I want to bring up, Birds of Prey. is coming out in February 2020. Bam. Dropped an announcement teaser and the new Harley Quinn look. Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Uh, I believe she's Black Canary. I could be wrong, though. But, um, yeah, just the entire cast was dropped. And uh, it looks like an interesting direction they're taking it in. And I thought the cin- from the cinematography aspect, it's shot by the guy who shot A Star is Born. So it's, it's, it's probably going to look really nice yeah. regardless. But uh, anyway, what, what are your thoughts on the whole premise of the movie, especially with the rumors that it's, it's about her and Joker breaking up? And, or at least that's an aspect of her character in the film. Because um, they actually released set photos. I don't know if you saw them, but you know the tattoo on her thigh that says um, Puddin' and Harley? It's also in the first movie. Well, it's the same tattoo, but Puddin's crossed out. Ah. So what are your thoughts on that? I'm interested to see how they're going to take it. Because I think the full title is, su- uh, not Suicide Squad, um, Birds of Prey and the Immaculate Emancipation, Emancipation of One Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Kind, of, yeah. kind of a play on the Birdman title. Like yeah. the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm excited to see it. Um, Margot Robbie actually put out a picture of herself in costume, and her costume looks interesting. I mean, you kind of see it a little bit in the uh, video, in the teaser that they put out, but I'm really excited to see it. I think she's fantastic as Harley Quinn. Um, She's just crazy enough, Mm -hmm. and Ewan McGregor is a fantastic actor. I love everything he's in, so I'm I'm really excited to see how he's going to play Black Mask. I hope they have... You know, him in costume. 
Like, I think that'd be crazy, especially since a lot of these other comic book movies are having them in their OG comic book yeah. costumes. So it'd be a lot of fun to see him wear the whole, like, black helmet. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? It's not just a mask. Like, it's a whole, like, yeah, I mean, there's helmet. variations, but I'm pretty sure it's one that's like a helmet. I think there's one where it's like his face got fucked up. Like, yeah, there's like oh. a bunch of... Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious to know which one they're going to take. Because I think in the video, he doesn't have any mask on or yeah, anything, it's right? it's just his face. Yeah. So, I mean, they could, you know, yeah. mess it up yeah. come come the film. But uh, I'm excited to see how they're going to do him. But uh, what about you? Any thoughts? Um, I'm excited. I'm cautiously excited. Um, you know, Suicide Squad was a hot mess of a movie, but Margot Robbie was so good in it, and um, I'm glad to see the Harley Quinn character again. And I'm glad DC is not confining themselves to trying to under the pressure of their DCU. Like some are going to be part of it, some probably won't be, which we'll get to again in a second. Um, with you know this movie, and I also think it's going to be an interesting movie. It's going to be uniquely made. And just from, you could tell from the teasers by like, this is going to be odd and weird, but not like Suicide Squad wacky, like slightly less, but yeah. it's still going to have that flavor. You know what I mean? And, and I think that, uh, um, you know, Margot Robbie's on as a producer of this film and she takes, really? and she takes her producing stuff very, very seriously. Whenever she signs up to be a producer, she always really means it. Like she was one of the producers on I, Tanya, and there was another movie she did that she was very serious about and produced it. So she, and she really loves this character. And you can tell that from interviews and just by how she plays it, that she, act, she actually really, really has an attachment and love for the Harley Quinn character. So I'm very excited to see that play out. But I'm also excited for the new characters because some of them we've never even seen live action on screen before, some on TV. Yeah, and some we've never, not on the big screen. Yeah. And then there are some with, we've never just straight up never seen, like Black Mask. We've never seen live action before, I don't think. And um, I'm very excited for it. And. Yeah, and continuing on this DC train, um, that actually comes out before Wonder Woman 1984, though, yeah. Birds of Prey, even though Wonder Woman was made first, but you know, hey. It was supposed to come out, Wonder Woman 84 is supposed to come out this year, right? Yeah, in 2019, yes, but they pushed it back. Yeah. But it apparently it's not for nothing negative, just, you know, trying to capitalize on when the best time for it to come out was. Sure. And, you know, they have a critical and financial success with Aquaman, and if they get it twice in a row with Shazam, <laughs> oh, I dropped my phone. If they get it, uh, twice in a row with Shazam, then that's two wins for DC. Oh, yeah. And two very needed wins. And I'm just being informed by one of our great friends, Nicholas, from Movie Nights, that Black Mask will be appearing on Gotham. Was on Gotham. So we... That's not the first time he's been live action on screen. So there you go. Thank you, Nicholas. Anyway, um, I'm very, very... Uh, I'm so very excited about it. And I'm excited for Shazam. I think it's. I hope. I'm hoping it's gonna be really good. I love David Sandberg, the director. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it turns out. And it's interesting that they got him because he did just horror before with Lights Out. Yeah, horror, and then he did one of the. I think he did Annabelle too. Okay, so yeah, so it's interesting that they got him. Which I is Annabelle low budget because I I believe Lights yeah. Out was low budget. It's, it's so. Very so I'm interested to see how he's gonna take Shazam. I mean, I, I've loved every trailer that they've released. I love Zachary Levi. Um. But if Shazam's a win, they had, what, Aquaman that was a win? Yeah. Uh, Shazam, and then that's potentially three in a row that they could hit. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see the new direction that um, DC's going in. And like you said, some movies are going to be in the DCEU, some aren't. So they're not really worried about build- building a universe. They just yeah. want to make good movies, it seems like, which yeah. is very exciting for comic book fans. Yes, all hail Walter Hamada. No, but... uh. Uh, moving on to another uh, more DC news that dropped. Um, 
something that I'm really sort of looking forward to and I'm intrigued. It's official that James Gunn is going to write and direct the next Suicide Squad movie coming out in 2021. But there's more to it. Okay. It's being described as a retooled by... It was either Hollywood Reporter or Variety, one of those, said it's going to be a retooled movie with none of the original characters returning. It's not going to be called Suicide Squad 2. It's going to be called The Suicide Squad. So there's rumors that this is just a completely, like, one-off Suicide Squad movie that's not connected to the DCEU at all. And they don't really care, which I'm, I'm actually happy about. But at the same time, people are thinking that, no, it still is. They're just trying to take it in a new direction because the last one was kind of messy. But either way, it's going to be a very different film. It's going to have James Gunn's flavor to it, and I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm more curious to see the story direction in terms of the world building. Is it going to be one-off? Is it going to be part of the DCU? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, and what are your thoughts on James Gunn officially coming on as the director? Well, I want to touch on something you said that we don't know if it's going to be in the DCEU or not. And like the great John Campia says, continuity, schmontinuity. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. So I'm excited to see what James Gunn is going to bring to the Suicide Squad because there's a lot more from what I've heard and what I'm understanding is that there's a lot of people in the Suicide Squad, kind of like how there's a lot of people in the Guardians. So I'm interested to see who he's going to bring on screen. I'm sure he's going to bring a lot of people that we haven't really heard of or just kind of one-off people like Groot and Rocket because, you know, why not have a talking tree as a superhero on screen? Mm -hmm. That seemed to work pretty well in his favor. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see who he's going to bring on screen. If it's retooling, though, I'm curious to know if they're going to bring Margot Robbie. I mean, you said that they're not going to bring any of the original cast back, but I don't know if... You know, I think it's safe to say that everyone loves her as Harley Quinn, yeah. so I think keeping her around would be safe for DC... Especially if they're going to retool it, because they can just keep her as Harley Quinn and then, you know, recast some of the other people um, from the original Suicide Squad. So, I'm curious I'm curious to know who he's going to bring. It's probably going to be wacky and batshit, just like Guardians was, and it's it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, I think. Oh, yeah, I think at the end, I think at the end of the day, he's going to make a good movie, and, oh, yeah. and that's what I'm really hoping for, because he really needs a win. You know, not just DC, but I think James Gunn really needs a win. And I think he's going to give it his all. I'm looking forward to it. And you know he's going to pull deep into the comics and pull this whack-ass character, make him the forefront of the movie. Oh, yeah. And be like, well, we didn't know we cared about this this character that much. But, you know, we, do. we do. Yeah. Um, moving on to what I think is the most important of the DC news that we have. It's also the most sad, but it's also interesting. Um, and I love how they set up the press for this. Um... Warner Brothers announced, Hey guys, Matt Reeves' The Batman, it comes out in 2021, official release date, yay. Yes, comes out in 2021 without Ben Affleck. Hey, it's coming out in 2021, see you later guys. Whoa, and it was whoa, like, whoa, whoa, it was like was wait, 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 what? Did you say without, without Ben Affleck? And then Ben Affleck retweeted an article from Deadline saying he's not in it, saying, yeah, I'm looking forward to Matt Reeves' vision, but I'm outie. And, you know... It was really respectful, the way he... Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially because you know some shit went down. Y yeah, he was probably tired of DC, the way they were handling it, so... Yeah, and then I'm sure there's a bunch of back and forth that was going on, especially, and there's a lot of stuff going on in his personal life, mm -hmm. and it was, it was... it was It's a whole mess. Like, we won't know the real story of, like, everything until, like, years down the road when we yeah. hear about this stuff, but... what? Go ahead. Uh, what's really upsetting about this, though, is... Almost four and a half years ago, Matt Reeves was announced as the director for this movie. <laughs> it was something like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like something insane. Like yeah. four and a half, almost five years ago, he's been announced as director. Yeah. And we're getting it, you said 2021? Yeah. So not for another two more years. Mm -hmm. 
So by the time it comes out, six years have gone by. Mm-hmm. At what cost? Like, I'm just, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous how long this is being taken to made. Yeah, but but at the same time, I'm glad that Walter Hamada and there they're not rushing Matt Reeves. They're like, yo, just make the movie when you can make the movie mm-hmm. and make it a good movie. Because I think that's what they're mostly concerned about at this point. Yeah. And I know Matt Reeves was only going to sign on if he didn't have the confines of another universe. And even in an interview that he gave, I don't remember who it was with, but with an interview he gave, he said, I have not talked to a single other director about my Batman movie. Like, I'm not doing anything like that. It's just me making my movie. Yeah. Which I think is good. And I think it's good for him. Also... But, you know, just the sad thing is we're not going to see Ben Affleck as Batman anymore. And to me, well, I think that the Dark Knight trilogy, Chris Nolan's movies, are the best Batman movies and probably the best comic book movies ever made. In terms of the actual portrayal of the Batman character, I think Ben Affleck, in Batman v Superman specifically, I think Ben Affleck in that film, which I don't think is is a good film, but his performance in that film is so incredible. And he gives such an insanely good performance as Batman, as Bruce Wayne, as the whole shebang, that every time I watch that movie, I'm just glued to him. And even if you go back and look at all the bad reviews of that movie, even in the bad reviews, in that one paragraph where they say things they like, all of them, you know, Ben Affleck was pretty good, though. Especially because of all the shit he got out the gate when he got casted. Oh, yeah. No one was behind him with the casting, but once it came out, everyone was behind him with the role um i saw something pretty interesting i i want to get your take on it but someone said do you believe ben affleck is the batman who never was do you believe in that or speaking strictly because he never got a solo movie so we never really got to see him yeah do you believe that or do you think we saw like i I think there was a lot more to see but i also think that that's also an alternate reality because Justice League took a different direction, especially with the Batman character, mm-hmm. and his performance is not nearly the same yeah. in Justice League as it was in BVS. And, you know, e- even his bit in Suicide Squad, I think, was better than his entire Justice League performance, and he was in Suicide Squad for 20 seconds. Yeah. But but I think, um, you know, it's one of those things where one of the reasons why I got excited when he was cast as Batman was, like, I was like, Ben Affleck's going to direct one of these fucking movies. And he was supposed to direct a Batman movie. And Jay, um, oh, the guy, I forget his, his first name is Jay, but he's a director of the Batman animated stuff, but he also does storyboards, read Ben Affleck's script and was going to do storyboards. And he said it was the best Batman script he ever read. And Joe Manganiello, as Deathstroke said, it was an amazing script. And it's just so unfortunate that we're not going to know what that movie was. Because Ben Affleck loves the character of Batman. At least he did. He probably doesn't anymore after yeah. all this shit. But uh, I love those interviews where he like, he's like, he just gets sick and tired of people asking him about Batman. It was funny. It was, he was on tour for Live by Night, which yeah. he wrote and directed. directed yeah. And everyone's like, so what about Batman? And he's like, guys, I'm here to promote yeah, the movie yeah. that I'm in right now. Yeah, no, it was, it was really funny. But, uh, but um, anyway, you know, just... I think that his performance was not done the performance we saw in BVS and if Justice League had gone differently and we got to see Ben Affleck's Batman that we had that one more at least one more solid performance out of him and even more after that to be honest yeah but you know I think that once Justice League happened I think we had gotten the best of him unless he was directing it again yeah but you know it is what it is but 
I want to take this moment because like I I, I I I fucking love Ben Affleck's Batman so much. Like it's oh, yeah. it's stupid how much I love his. But MBVS, like you can watch that movie over and over. And I think the re- I think the reason I love his Batman so much is because he is one of the few performances of that character where Bruce Wayne he understood that Bruce Wayne was the mask. That that Batman was not the alter ego. Batman was Batman the, was yeah. him, and like when he's alone with Alfred in the Batcave, you see it's the same person that's in the cape and cowl. But when he's in public as Bruce Wayne, that's the facade, that's the fakeness, the mask that he puts on. Because it's it's Whereas such in a, other Batman movies, it's the other way around. Yes, and and it's also just, I mean, Christian Bale did a good job of that in Batman Begins, mm-hmm. but I think in the other two. Not so much, but I, and I have nothing against Christian Bale's performance. I think he's great. Oh yeah. But I just think in terms of that aspect of it, and um, something that's also amazing has been what Ben Affleck did is he he played the physicality of Batman very well. He played the Batman that's alone with Alfred. He played the Bruce Wayne that was in public, and he you know that's like a three it's like three roles pretty much, mm-hmm. and the way he was able to balance them, pull them off, and like you believed every piece of motivation and, and like. Everything he said on screen, he sold. And just like, you know, that whole movie is kind of a mess. But when you, the whole time you're watching Ben Affleck, you just, you can't stop watching how good he is. Especially the warehouse scene and the fight choreography in that. Yeah, yeah. That was really impressive, especially since he is so old. Yeah. He's and, like, what, in his 40s? Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of that was stunt people. But still, the fact that you watched that whole movie, you bought that in that scene, that that was that character doing that. Yeah. And, you know, you can't. That's not an easy thing to pull off. And the fact that he was able to pull it off was incredible. And like, so I want to take this moment to like mention your favorite moments with Ben Affleck as Batman. Because I'll go ahead and say one is in the opening one, it shows him during the Man of Steel ending and the building collapses and every and it's the shot of everyone running away from the rumble, but he's just sprinting towards it, trying to save as many people as he can. Yes, like that. The just that shot was so awesome, and mm-hmm. it just says everything. Like pictures worth a thousand words, and just said everything about who he was and what he was trying to do. And it was I thought that was an unreal moment. Uh, any particular favorite moments with you? Uh, I can't remember the exact line, but he's talking to Alfred about mm-hmm. uh, Superman, and he's like, yeah. even if it's the slightest yeah. chance. Yeah, if there's a 1% chance that he is our enemy, we, we must take it as an absolute certainty. I yeah. love that line, because yes, yes. it really shows you, like, especially in the comics, like, Batman's really hesitant with, like, everyone. I mean, in yeah. the comics, he has everyone's weakness, just in case yeah. they turn on him. Yeah. And, like, you really see that he's um, worried mm-hmm. about Superman, because Alfred's like, no, like, he's... He's a hero. He, no need to worry about him. And that that dynamic of Alfred being like, "Look, your your judgment's clouded, dude. Like, you gotta stop." And also, um, another part with Ben Affleck that I really enjoyed is um, his first altercation when he meets Clark Kent, and they're yeah, and they're kind of just yeah, and they're kind of just fucking with each other. Like, I love that. Like when he's like, and then Lex Luthor shows up and he's like, "Wow, that God, is a handshake. Do not let's mess not with let's him. not talk <laughs> let's not talk about Lex Luthor. I, I know that's all Nick wants to do, but we're not gonna do that. No, Nick, Nick, he just came in. No, we're not talking about Lex Luthor. But, what? but oh my God, but um, I I love that scene because like just him like like being the public Bruce Wayne when Clark Kent's like I work for the Daily Planet and he's like, do I own that one or is that the other guy? Like just shit like that is so just being a real d bag. Yeah, and you know, and I also love the scene when Batman and Superman first meet, 
And he does the whole, the famous, you know, do you bleed? Oh my gosh, that line gives me chills. Oh, it's so good. That mo- that that line is so good, even though it made no sense because Superman totally disrupted his pursuit of criminals to tell him, you should stop being Batman. And it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is going on there? But, uh, but yeah, and I also... And it's such a cool <laughs> shot, like how they meet whenever he's like yeah. drifting in. Superman just yeah, comes yeah. in the headlights and you're like, And the car just bounces off go. of him. Yeah, yeah. It was a good moment. And... You know, just you, you own every second he's on screen and, you know, him working out and like he was almost 50 and he looked buff as shit and it was stupid, you know, and it's just, it's crazy just how much you buy into his performance. I know I, know I keep saying that, but it's like, that's how, that's how good he was though. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have a, his own movie and he's my favorite Batman. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I think, um, you know, even scenes when, uh, like when he's watching Superman at the Supreme Court. And uh, there's just a, a moment where he just looks at the TV and he's pissed. And then he, um, you see the guy in the wheelchair who's talking bad about Bruce Wayne, but he knows he's been sending him money. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Grace, get... And he says something, and you're just like, oh, shit, he's mad. What What was going on? And just, you know, just literally everything. Like, yeah. literally everything with him in that movie was outstanding. Is, it, is he... Batman vs. Superman is also with the nightmare scene, right? Yes. That nightmare scene was fantastic. Yes. And, like, um, when he's hanging on the chains and you're just like, what the fuck? And, he, yeah. like, and he looks scared in the way that they interacted. Like, and, it, and he put a lot into that role. Really wore him out. And then I'm sure he got pissed off and people didn't care about anything else. And, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate for him. But, uh, yeah. May his casting rest in peace forever because loved... Loved his Batman, and I, some sometime soon I will watch the extended cut of BVS. You haven't watched it? No, I, uh, I'm saying I will uh, watch it. I will watch it soon again okay. yeah, 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 yeah. to commemorate. Of course, I've watched it. Come on, yeah, come on. Who, who am I talking to at this point? Yeah, no, but I mean, and it's so much better than the theatrical one. I mean, it's not night and day, but it's 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 a better movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we got like five minutes to kill. Do you want to go for five more minutes? Yeah. And just dude. talk about some shit. What do you want to talk about, dude? Um, let's talk about that uh, TV spot for Endgame. Okay, the Super Marvel, Bowl. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, the Captain Marvel one was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that you got to see some dynamic with her Earth friend, yeah. her other pilot. That was cool. And the action looks fucking ridiculous. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, I'm really excited for that overall. They didn't show too much different from the other trailers. Trailers, yeah. So I'm I'm still really looking forward to it. One thing that I am worried about, I'm sure it's just the trailers, mm-hmm. but is Brie Larson's, she just seems dull. Like, I don't know if you're getting that, but like, I'm sure it's the, mm-hmm. just the trailers. I'm yeah. not worried about it, but it's just like, there's no depth in the character yeah. and you can't really get that by watching trailers. Yeah. I think part of it has to do with the fact that for a big majority of the movie, she's not going to know who she is mm-hmm. and it's the amnesia of like. Trying to figure out like oh like who like who am I yeah you know and so I think that's where that's coming from but she's an Academy Award winning actress so I'm not worried about yeah that but but I but you're not alone like I've talked to a lot of people who've thought the same thing of like is, is she coming across as a doll yeah and while I see where people are coming from I do I do think it has something to do with the fact that we don't know the structure of the movie yet yeah. and then once we get in we'll we'll see and hey maybe she is doll but I. I I don't think like I I don't think it, she is like I don't think she will be. Is, yeah. is what I mean. Yeah. But dude, that Endgame spot. Oh my I god. Think, okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I I would be willing to put money down on it. We're not gonna see a real trailer showing anything until after Captain Marvel comes out. Probably not. Because you 
there's no way to market that movie. Nope. Without spoiling something. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, like they're actually taking this approach because like it's kind of unprecedented. Yeah. And I because that movie comes out in April. April. Yeah, that's like, dude, that's like March. two months. Yeah, holy, oh my god. Endgame comes <laughs> out in two months. Holy shit! And it's funny because um, I was listening to uh, John Campia earlier who um, talks about movies, and he, he's someone I we follow. Yes, yes, good, so, great um, man. He was talking about how he does not like how Marvel's handling the endgame marketing, and I think it's brilliant because you spend a lot of money in marketing almost half your budget you'd say is spent in marketing trying to promote the movie and they're going to dump so much money into their marketing after captain marvel comes out we are going to see nothing but in-game promotions after captain marvel comes out oh hell yeah you know it and and also i think god just but not us. Like, God, that line just gave me chill. Dude, seeing Cap fucking strap the shield back on. I, yeah. I was on the couch with my girlfriend, Hannah. We were watching the game. I, no lie, I feel bad. I kind of threw her aside and, like, just went to the TV. And I just looked back at her and I was like, the shield! Like, I was, like, <laughs> I was freaking out. And uh, I'm really, really, really obviously looking forward to it. And, it was really uh, cool at the beginning of the trailer too. Like it's just quick shots of yeah. everyone in the MCU who died, yeah. but it's like, yeah, uh, like pop color or yeah. like just the red. Yeah, just That's just it. the red from everyone who died, and, and I'm excited. Cap looks pissed, dude. He and he was in like he that that therapy pissed, meeting, and he yeah. was so fucking mad. Oh my god! Oh. And it's interesting too because. Um, everyone was or Thanos was like, "Oh, I want to kill half the universe because you know it's." It's going to be peaceful, and it's, mm-hmm. everyone's going to prosper. Didn't look too peaceful, did it? No. <laughs> that shit's in ruins, man. Yeah. There's, like, nothing there. So I'm really excited to see how the world, not the world, but the universe will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It comes out in two months, man. Dude, I'm two so excited. Months. Some people can wait two months, but not us. Not us. <laughs> Kevin Feige, please give us the film right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today here at the Movie Nights Podcast. I'm Dalton Burdett. I am Ryan Warner. And thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.